Open your Bibles with me to John chapter 16. Had a great day today. What a blessing it was. John chapter 16. All right, look at what it says in verse, let's start reading in verse 28. I came forth from the Father and am come into the world. Again, I leave the world and go to the Father. His disciples said unto him, Lo, now speakest thou plainly and speakest no proverb. Now, earlier he was talking about departing and they were talking among themselves. What was he talking about, this leaving? What's he talking about? Jesus knew what they were thinking, and so he asked them. And so now he begins answering them. They say that now you're speaking plainly. Verse 30, Now are we sure that thou knowest all things, and needest not that any man should ask thee. By this we believe that thou camest forth from God. Jesus answered them, Do ye now believe? Behold, the hour cometh, yea, is now come that ye shall be scattered every man to his own and shall leave me alone. And yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. These things I have spoken unto you that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Lord, thank you for this passage of Scripture. And there's so much to learn from it. Help us as we study your word tonight. I pray it's a help to your people and brings glory to you. In Jesus' name, amen. We looked this morning at the question, why do bad things happen to good people? Why do bad things happen to good people? And the answer, the short answer is they don't. Bad things do not happen to good people. But Jesus has given us so much more information about that. And here in this passage, we learn some things from the Lord about this subject of suffering and the believer. How is the believer to function in the world But what did Jesus teach his disciples about suffering? So notice what it says. If you look at verse 16, he says, A little while, and ye shall not see me. And again, a little while, and ye shall see me, because I go to the Father. And then said some of his disciples among themselves, What is this that he saith unto us, A little while, and ye shall not see me? And again, a little while, and ye shall see me, and because I go to the Father. They said, Therefore, what is this that he saith, A little while? We cannot tell what he saith. Do you see that it's being repeated? What's he talking about? What, what is this? What's he talking about? Now remember, this is again in the face of people who think they were preaching the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus the whole time they were walking the earth. Right? That's just silliness. That's not biblical at all. So, now, did they end up teaching the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ? Well, yes, but they had no idea about it beforehand. So, look at what it says in verse 19. Now, Jesus knew that they were desirous to ask him and said unto them, Do ye inquire among yourselves of that I said, A little while, and ye shall not see me. And again, a little while, and ye shall see me. Verily, verily, I say unto you, that ye shall weep and lament, but the world shall rejoice, and ye shall be sorrowful, but your sorrow shall be turned into joy. So, of course they were going to weep and lament. Of course, because he was going to die. And the way he died, 
they were going to weep and lament. And the world was going to celebrate. The world was going to rejoice the sacrifice, or not the sacrifice, but the, 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 the murder of Jesus Christ, not realizing it was his sacrifice. That's what the world was going to do. His disciples were going to be sorrowful, and they were going to lament. But Jesus said that was going to be turned into joy. They had no idea what the joy was. The joy of their beloved Savior rising from the dead. Amazing. Amazing. That's the promise. But he's having to say that in kind of a shrouded speech. And so he goes on in the next section that, that begins in verse 32. He begins that with behold. Behold. That's, hey, pay attention. Look. Look. That's, that's what Jesus is doing. He had done that again in verse 20. Verily, verily. This, this is true. I did that this morning. I got to point B on my outline. I said, look at this. Don't, don't miss this. Notice this. This is very important. Behold, verily, verily. That's, so when you read the Bible, that's when you come across those words, that's what's happening in the text. So Jesus announces his departure. And he says, you will see me no more. And then notice what he says in verse 32. Behold, the hour cometh, yea, is now come, that ye shall be scattered. So they were going to weep and lament. Not only were they going to weep and lament, they were going to be scattered. They were going to be afraid. They were going to be pushed out. They were going to be running. Right now, they're with the Savior. They're with Jesus. He's there. He's, he's with them. They have no fear because Jesus Christ is there. But Jesus is leaving. So Jesus is warning them that he is going to go away. They're not going to see him anymore. But notice what it says in verse 31. Jesus answered them, Do ye now believe? Remember they said, Now we believe. Now we believe that you are the one. Oh, do you now? So now that I'm here, I've demonstrated to you all of these signs and wonders. Now you believe? What are you going to be doing when I'm in the grave? What are you going to be doing when the sun goes out? What are you going to be doing? You're going to be scattered. You're going to run. You're going to be afraid. Listen to what Arthur Pink wrote. Behold, the hour cometh. Yea, is now come that ye shall be scattered every man to his own and shall leave me alone. So listen to what Pink wrote. This was spoken for the disciples' sakes, that his prediction of the heavy hour of pressure might prepare them for it. It was said to humble them, to destroy their present self-confidence. Note the opening. Behold, to arrest their attention, ye shall be scattered Without the shepherd, they would be dispersed abroad, every man to his own, his own shelter, his own hiding place. Now, behold, listen, this right here, this is amazing right here. Each of them would provide for his own safety. They went to a safe place, a college campus, or no, that's a different kind of safe place. They, they went to a safe place, right? Each of them would provide for his own safety. When the storm burst, there was a shelter for all but Christ. He performed his work of atonement alone because 
He alone was qualified to do it. Oh my. Go back to the text. Verse 32. Behold, the hour cometh, yea, is now come, that ye shall be scattered every man to his own, and shall leave me alone, and yet I am not alone. They were able to go to their place of safety. They were able to run. They were able to, even though they were afraid, they were able to find, they were, they were in the upper room, he finds them. They're, they've got the doors closed because they were afraid of the Jews, because they're afraid of the soldiers, but they were able to find a safe spot. There was no safe place for the Lord Jesus Christ of his own making. Did Jesus have any reason to fear? No. And yet, he said, you're going to leave me alone, but that's okay, because my Father is always with me. There's a very important lesson here. There, there's, of course, there are many. But the, the lesson that we learn from Jesus here is the, that he, the thing that was going to carry him through was the fact that he's never genuinely alone because he has the presence of the Father. What should we learn before we go into tribulation? See, we can believe now. Young people, you can believe now, but what about when the trouble comes? Do you, do you, do you now believe? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Lord. Yeah, I believe. But when the lights go out, when the trouble happens... What is going to hold you up? It has to be the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. He Now, now see, they had seen him. We've never had the privilege of seeing him. Uh, I think about Fanny Crosby. You know, Fanny Crosby was the famous hymn writer. And she, she was blind. And she talked about the first person she was ever going to see was Jesus. Isn't that amazing? What, what an amazing thought. And I, I wonder what he looks like. It, I don't know. But we're going to see him. They had seen him, don't see him anymore. We don't see him, but we will see him. And so when we go into that tribulation and we can't see the Lord, and maybe there's no one around that can help us and we feel completely alone, what can we learn from Jesus Christ? I'm not alone. Is that what he says? The end of verse uh, 32? And shall leave me alone, and yet I'm not alone, because the Father is with me. The Father is with me. So he's telling them, he announces his departure, they'll never, they, they will see him no more, they will be scattered. Now remember, this is an insult. You're going to leave me alone. Have I been with you so long? I've been with you. I've walked on the water. I've cast out demons. I've raised the dead. I've healed the sick. You've seen me do all of these things. And now, in my time of trouble, you're going to be scattered. There's a couple of things about this. Jesus Christ is warning them. That the, it was, I think it was Pink who wrote um, that. I might have written it down here. He said... They had not learned, talking about the disciples, they had not learned the true secret of spiritual strength is self-distrust and deep humility. Can I read that again? They had not learned the true secret of spiritual strength is self-distrust and deep humility. Lord, I'll never deny you. I'll never deny you. 
When what we ought to say is, Lord, I don't know. Will you help me? Because what does the Bible say? When I am weak, then he is strong. The church at Philadelphia. Because thou hast a little strength and hast kept my word and hast not denied my name. See, that, that is the secret to it all. And so Jesus is demonstrating these things. He announces his departure. They're not going to see him anymore. They will be scattered. They're going to leave him alone. And he gives us the truth. Why is he telling us this? So that we can have peace. There's something about this that is so poignant to me. Look at what he says in verse 33. These things I have spoken unto you that in me you might have peace. In me you might have peace. In the world you'll have tribulation. In me you'll have peace. If your focus is in the world, your focus will be on the tribulation. If your focus is on me, then you'll have peace. He doesn't say that you'll have peace or tribulation. He's promising you tribulation and peace. That's what he's promising. That's the world. That is where we live. In the world, you'll have tribulation. But here's the poignant thing for me. What is Jesus getting ready to do? This, this chapter 16, this is his last discourse with his disciples. And then in chapter 17, it's his prayer to the Father for them. He's getting ready to go to the cross. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. I've manifested thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world. I have given them the words. I have sent them into the world. As the Father sent me, so send I you. That's what he's about to do. He's going to go to the cross. See, if you knew you were about to be tortured, would that be a heavy time? But remember how we described it this morning. Jesus not only knew that he was about to be tortured, he knew that he was about to bear the sin of the world. So remember, Jesus is God. He's perfect. He's holy. Sin is unbelievably repugnant to him, and he was going to take all of the sin of the world on him. That's what he was about to endure. When he sweat, as it were, great drops of blood. That, that's, what was, that's, that's next. That's what's coming, folks. And what's on his mind? Their peace. What a Savior. What a Savior. His focus was not on his personal suffering. His focus was on his men. His focus was on wanting them to know they were going to have trouble. He was preparing them for the trouble to come, and he was demonstrating to them the, 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 the power of the Lord. His presence will give peace. In the world, you'll have tribulation. In the world, you will have tribulation. Look at the text. Verse 33. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. Okay, wait a minute. Don't, don't miss this. Behold, don't, don't miss this. He hadn't gone to the cross yet. He had not risen from the dead yet. But what's it say? I have overcome the world. Interesting. What does the Bible call us? Overcomers. 
in him, we are overcomers. Folks, there's tribulation coming. Why? Because we're in the world. In the world, you'll have tribulation. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. That's what Jesus Christ said. That's our hope. That is our promise. He said to them, do you now believe? You believe while I'm here with you visibly. Will you believe when the trouble comes? See, here's interesting. Here, here's, here's, this is interesting to me. Their faith was real. They really believed in Jesus. Uh, Ty and I were talking about this passage. Look at John chapter, keep your place here, of course, but go to John chapter 10. It was John chapter 11, I'm sorry. So remember, Jesus' friend, Lazarus, was sick. They heard that he died. And verse 14, then Jesus said unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And I am glad for your sakes that I was not there to the intent ye may believe. Nevertheless, let us go unto him. Now look, now look at verse 16. Then said Thomas, which is called Didymus, unto his fellow disciples, Let us go, that we may die with him. Hey, uh, men, we need to go to Bethany. Bethany's just right outside of Jerusalem. If they go to Bethany, the leaders are going to kill them. Jesus is going to Bethany. And Thomas... Remember that cartoon character had the rain cloud over his head all the time? We're doomed. It'll never, there's Thomas. All right. Well, let's go die. Did they have faith? I mean, it's kind of a negative expression, right? You know, it's like guys when you want to buy that, you know, that bass boat or, you know, your new gun or whatever it is. I think that we can afford it. I think we can. And your wife says, okay, big man, you're the boss, right? Okay, let's go die. They had faith. They really did. While Jesus was present. What Jesus was preparing them for was when the lights go out. See, the problem is they did not rightly assess how bad the world really is. See, when we're in peace, even though there's turmoil outside, the world's a mess, right? But we have the Lord, we have our church family, we're together. It's okay. Everything's okay. They did not rightly assess how bad the world is. And then they did not rightly assess the weakness of their own flesh. And folks, if I, if I can challenge you on anything tonight, we're just not as strong as we think we are. Now, there are some people that have a, a particular kind of temperament. And everything, it, it's like people who, who look at um, the side effects to a drug. And all of a sudden, they have all of those side effects. You know what I'm talking about? There are people that uh, 
they, they can, they, they internalize everything. If I, if I preach against stealing, they're going to rack their brain about, okay, what did I steal this week? Oh no, what did I, right? You know, there are people that they, they have that temperament. There are other people that have a different temperament. I got it. I got this. Been saved for a long time. Been walking with the Lord. I'm pretty stinking cool. I've got this. Somewhere in between there is where we're supposed to live. Amen? And, and here's, I, I read, or I heard someone quote Spurgeon this week, and I'm going to mess it up, but it was something like this. Spurgeon was way better than what I'll say. But someone had criticized him, and Spurgeon was addressing someone who was being criticized, and he said this. He said, the best way to react to criticism is to realize that you're a lot worse than they said you are. Isn't that good? That, that, I think that's really good for us to understand. So even that person that internalizes every uh, uh, challenge from the Scriptures, you're way worse than you think you are. However bad you think you are, you're not even close. The person that says, hey, I got this. No, you don't. But here's the good news. Did Jesus know they were going to be scattered? Let me ask you. Did Jesus know they were going to be scattered? He still called them. Because that's all he's got to work with. Us. People like us. This is a, this is a, a statement that I, I need to learn and say it in the right way. Jordan Peterson says it so much better than I could. And it's something like when you read a... a an account of um, Nazi Germany, or you read an account of, of Stalin's Russia or of, of China under Mao, and you see the, the, the murder that is carried out by the nation. And we as Americans, we think that, well, I would stand up against that. He said, when you read those stories, you need to read yourself as the villain not the hero, because most likely you would have gone along with the crowd. I don't, I don't like to think that about myself. I, I don't like to think that. But the point is, again, to quote Pink, they had not learned the true secret of spiritual strength is self-distrust and deep Humility. That's 2 Corinthians 12.10. When I am weak, then he's strong. Folks, we have a great Savior. These things have I spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And then what does he do next? Chapter 17 and verse 1. These words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father... The hour has come. It's the end. They're not going to see him anymore. It's done. And these are the men that would turn the world upside down. You're going to run. You're going to be scattered. Do you now believe? And so my question for you tonight is, do you now believe? What about when the lights go out? Did the lights go out? The sun stopped shining lights went out. The Son of God had died. Well, we, we're on the other side. 
We have the indwelling Holy Spirit. We know about the risen Savior. We, we have all of this. If we don't remember it, it doesn't help us when we're in tribulation. Tribulation is coming. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. I love that contrast. In Christ, you have peace. In me, you have peace. In the world, you have tribulation. He's promised you peace and tribulation. Folks, let's just live in Christ. Amen? Let's just walk in Christ. Let's be his people. Lord, we love you. Thank you so much for the opportunity to preach your word. I'm so thankful. Thank you for this text. Lord, you know this text spoke to me. And I pray it's been a help to your people. Lord, I'm sure there are people in this room right now or are watching online.